Welcome to Science at Wadaba, where we see what all the teachers know about science. Each episode, we'll be asking a question and getting a number of teachers to give their answers. Let's begin. Outline some of the major features in space, including stars, galaxies, solar systems, and nebulae. So I want you all to imagine that it's night time. If it is night time, there's no need to imagine. So you're gonna head outside, look up into the night sky, and what do you see? If it's a clear night, chances are you'll see the moon and you'll possibly see some stars. Those stars that you're seeing are very far away. Billions and billions of kilometers. Which is why they can seem quite small to us as we view them at night. Even though potentially those stars that we're seeing closest star to us is our sun. And it is a giant ball of gas, like all other stars that burns hydrogen or fuses hydrogen in its core to form helium gas, releasing lots of energy. The more hydrogen gas a star has, usually the bigger it is and the hotter it burns to get those really big stars that um, we could potentially have. Our sun is lucky enough to have uh, some planets that orbit around it. Um, we've got Mercury, Venus, Mars, Earth, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, um, and they make up our solar system. Other planets exist and they orbit around other stars that we've found, um, and there are programs that are looking for these planets that orbit around stars in order to see if we can find uh, water and potentially signs of life. Stars are often grouped um, together in what are known as galaxies, and our star um, makes up part of the Milky Way galaxy, which has a supermassive black hole in the middle of it, uh, which all the uh, stars orbit around. There are many millions of other galaxies in the universe, some also have black holes in the center and some don't. So Mr. Huffy, just thought I'd uh, share my thoughts on outlining some key features to do with stars, solar systems, uh, galaxies and nebula. And I thought firstly, when we look at stars, the, the first place we should look at is the formation of nebula. So what are nebula? So when we, when we look at nebula, nebulas are just collections of dust and gas that are in space. We quite often think of nebula as our stellar nurseries. These are the places where star formation tends to happen. Now, how do nebulas form? Nebulas can form one or two ways. Nebulas can be naturally occurring remnants left over from the initial Big Bang explosion. Or we can think of nebula as um, the remnants of a supernova explosion. So when we've had a very, very large star, um, it's gone through its life cycle, it's got to the very end of its life cycle, become a supernova, exploded, and it's spewed out all of its remnants into space. That's how you get the formation of a large number of nebula. 
Uh, two of the most important nebula, I think, for you guys to learn about, probably the Crab Nebula and probably the Eagle Nebula. These are two of the most commonly spoken about nebulas when we look at space, especially here on Earth, because they're two of the, the biggest nebula in terms of new star formation. Um, if you go online and you look at pictures of the Eagle Nebula, it's quite a, a really nice looking um, nebula. Uh, so, you know, it's just some, some basic information there about nebula. When we're looking at our solar system, obviously we think about going all the way back to our junior schooling, we obviously look at the sun all the way out to our furthest planet, which you know is Pluto. So um, Pluto was an interesting planet. Sometimes it's been regarded as being a planet. Sometimes it's just been regarded as a large space object. I believe now we're back to including it as part of our solar system. Um, but you know, I think our solar system here on Earth starts with our, with obviously our sun. The sun is the most important part in our solar system. The sun allows us to uh, to keep all the planets in place. Um, you know, it has a large gravitational pull because it's the biggest body in our particular cul-de-sac. Uh, all the other planets will um, be pulled in orbit around that sun. Um, and here on Earth, we're just lucky enough to be sitting at a place that's further enough, far enough away from the sun that we don't get bombarded by cosmic rays from the sun and close enough to have enough warmth and heat to sustain life. Um, obviously as you move further out, the, the planets all vary in different shapes and sizes. We have obviously some gas planets and then we obviously have some planets that are more liquid based um, or predominantly just rock. Um, obviously those planets, some of them have moons orbiting around them, others don't. Um, some have multiple moons um, and as you know and from your work that you've done so far that moons are just naturally occurring satellites. Um, in regards to galaxies, obviously for you guys, uh, galaxies are clusters of stars uh, that generally quite often spiral around each other. So for example the Earth, we're in the Milky Way galaxy um, and we sit on one of the outer arms of the Milky Way galaxy. Um, so we're a very small part in a large conglomerate of cluster stars that make up the Milky Way galaxy. Um, hopefully some interesting information for you guys. Um, feel free to have a look at it. Um, you can download multiple different apps for your phone. Uh, that allows you to, to have a look at the night sky and have a look at some form different galaxies that exist out there. Uh, one that I use, um, and you can download a free version of it, it's called Skyview. Um, you can point it up in the night sky and it tells you what star you're looking at, what galaxies, um, you know, what objects you might be seeing in the sky and it'll give you a name of all of them. You can find planets, you can find stars, you can even find the International Space Station. So uh, hopefully that helps and um, good luck with your learning. features of space okay so stars I know there's billions and trillions of stars and they're different sizes and the color means like how hot they are so I think blue is the hottest then white then yellow then orange then red 
Red is when they're about to blow up. If they're really, really big, when they blow up, they form um, supernovas, and then that can collapse into a black hole or a neutron star, which is like white and really, really hot, and then that just fades into like a black dwarf eventually, I think. Ooh, I don't, maybe a white dwarf into a black dwarf. Shady on that bit. Galaxies are just collections of stars that usually circle around a black hole. So we're in the Milky Way and we circle around a big ass black hole in the middle, which is growing um, from sucking in stuff. And solar systems, we got ours, which is Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, not Pluto. Um, and then most of our planets have moons. Um, our moon was created when an asteroid landed on our planet. Um, it was called Theo, the asteroid, and um, bits of crap just flew into the, like, around our Earth, and that all clumped together and formed the moon. And the moon used to be way closer to our planet, and our days used to be only six hours long. So we were spinning faster. So we had, like, three hours a day, three hours a night, three hours a day, three hours a night. We didn't have any liquid water. And a big ass asteroid came and made a moon. Hectic times. Um, and that's probably it. Rather than outline the features of the galaxy, how about I explain them instead? The universe is made up of hundreds of billions of galaxies. Each of these galaxies are made up of hundreds of billions of stars, as well as other things such as black holes and nebulae. All of the matter that formed the universe was created in the Big Bang about 15 billion years ago. As the universe started to cool down, atoms were eventually formed. Since these atoms contained mass, they were slowly brought together due to the force of gravity. Once enough atoms were brought together, they began to heat up in the centre due to a massive amount of pressure. Once the temperature reached a couple of million degrees, nuclear fusion occurred. Once this occurs, a proto or baby star is formed. The star now creates its own energy. As this settles down and the star gets into an equilibrium, the star becomes a main sequence star where it stays for most of its life. Eventually, it reaches a point where not enough nuclear reactions are occurring to keep the star stable. Now it will go down one of two paths. If it's a small star, it will collapse in on itself and then bounce out to become thousands of times bigger. This is called a red giant. Eventually, the outer parts blow away, leaving a tiny white-hot core. We call this a white dwarf. This slowly fades away to become a dead star or black dwarf. Big stars go through a much more interesting end. Once they start to collapse in on themselves, a supernova occurs, releasing massive amounts of energy. The end result is either a black hole, neutron star or a pulsar. The universe also contains nebulae. Basically, these are big clouds of atoms that may eventually form a star. Our surrounding stars, we have planets, moons, comets and asteroids, which are all groups of matter trapped by the star's gravity that never become big or hot enough to become stars themselves.
when I think of that question, I think it's important to um, take a bit of time to think about where things fit within the galaxies or within the universe um, to help build the language around that. Um, so if we start from uh, Earth, like we're on a nice little planet there, and then we expand that out to our um, solar system, which is the sun or a star and some planets orbiting it. Then from that, we expand that out to a galaxy, which is a collection of solar systems. And then we expand that out to the universe, which is a collection of galaxies. Yeah, so it's just different levels of organization. Planet, solar system, galaxies, universe. Right, now within the universe, um, there's a bunch of different things. Um, the main things that make up the universe are stars, right? So there's lots of different types of stars. A star could be a nebula, which is like a baby star, um, before it's a star. Uh, and then, well, let me rephrase that. A nebula is more like a fetus of a star, you know, or like a sperm and leg swimming around. Um, and then you've got um, like protostars when they start forming, and then you've got um, stars uh, like our sun. Uh, and then from that goes to like red giants, which is another type of star, and then um, they can either go to like super giants or blue giants. Um, and then you've got uh, white dwarfs, um, neutron stars, black holes, um, brown dwarfs, right? They're all different types of stars, right? All at different ages of their, of their life um, or just different sizes. Yeah. And also with those different sizes and different stages, there's also different amounts of heat and energy coming off them. Right, which affects what you see them as. You know? um, some of them we can't see with our eyes because they just emit like x-rays and stuff. Uh, but if we have special cameras, we can see them. Right, so that's all the stars ones. Right, galaxies, like I mentioned earlier on, are just a collection of um, stars and solar systems. Um, there's probably some members in there as well, but for the most part, just a collection of galaxies and uh, a collection of solar systems and the stars. Um, and then, um, what was it? Solar systems? Yeah, a solar system is a collection of planets orbiting a star. Right. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Right, that's it for today. Thanks for listening and keep thinking.